0: This is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How's everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You, beloved, are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, beloved, let me just... Make this statement out the gate. Living in gross darkness is not normal. From Genesis to Revelation, living in gross darkness will put you on the fast track straight to a burning hell as you await final judgment. Only only to be told by the Lord Jesus Christ that your name is not written. It has not been found written in the Lamb's book of life. And according to Revelation twenty fifteen, you will be thrown into the lake that blazes with, with burning sulfur, and fire for all of eternity. Revelation 14, 9, thereabouts, speaks of this lake. The smoke of your torment will rise day and night, and there will be no relief for you. See where we headed today, Beloved? This is not a game. It is not a joke. Eternity awaits for us all. Amen. So what are we talking about today? Well, we talking about how easily people are deceived. One moment they are serving God. And the next moment, they are walking away from Jesus. The enemy sweeps them into his arms of deceit. Beloved, seduction is a dangerous thing. It is dangerous. So, listen, beloved, the Bible warns of the seducing spirits in these latter times in sneaky, subtle, cunning ways. Seducing spirits disguise themselves. They reveal the will of the devil making people think it's the will of God. Seducing Devils tell half-truths to seduce and they influence people they have seduced to tell other people half-truths. To seduce is to persuade one to disloyalty. Demons... Persuade people to be disloyal when it comes to the truth. When it comes to God, to his spirit, his love, his grace, to every touch of God, they are disloyal. And this is what seducing spirits does. They pull you away from the truth of God's Word. Listen, people, by and large, are easily deceived. That is why, beloved, we must guard our ears. Yes, we must. Seducing spirits work through people. Just as Holy Spirit works for good through people, well, seducing spirits work for destruction through people. Be careful. People can seduce you without you realizing what is happening to you. Guard what goes into your ears. What you hear, listen to the truth. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying and turn away from anything against the Spirit. Whether it's on on television, radio, or coming out of a person's mouth. The other day, I was over there on, on Facebook, a.k.a. The Lion's Den. And a brother in Christ did this real quick teaching about false doctrine that I want to share with you all. He was talking about how teachings on pre-trib and one saved, always saved, and why Matthew twenty four and other scriptures disprove these to be both false doctrines. He was saying that how pre trib, right? Because this is these types of teachings comes from seducing spirits that are in people namely to go against the truth of God's word and these are they that stand up in pulpits week after week they have youtube channels they on instagram tiktok facebook some Are even in our own communities. So he went on to explain that pre trib is short for pre tribulation rapture and O and OSAS is short for once saved, always saved. Pre trib goes against what the Lord Jesus said in Matthew 24. And I know, beloved, because I was taught wrongly as well. Matthew 24 goes completely against a pre-trib rapture. It also goes against what a what the Apostle John wrote down in Revelation chapter 1 because it favors this pre trib false doctrine. It favors every believer to flee the great tribulation and that the rapture will be secret. However, These notions are not the case. Let's look at this scripture. Jesus was saying, immediately after the tribulation, of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken and then shall appear the sun no then shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they shall gather together his elect from the four cor- from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other Matthew 24 29 to 31. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, Amen. Revelation. So, beloved, we see clearly, without adding or taking anything away, we see clearly that when the rapture does happen, every last single person alive on this flat earth will see Jesus. Calling up his, his church into the air. It's not going to be secret. It's not going to be one day you are, you are flying on a plane and you are not in Christ, but the pilot was, and he just suddenly disappears and the plane crashes. Or you as an unbeliever is riding on the bus going across town and the bus driver was a believer, he suddenly or she suddenly disappears and the bus crashes. It's not going to be how we see it in these ungodly movies and and documentaries and books and DVDs about the rapture. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Those who produce such movies and productions have seducing spirits, demons, providing falsities, half-truths about God's Word. And they make it public because even those who are born again, but living in willful sin and who are lukewarm. One day they're on fire for Jesus and then the next day they are somewhere off at the clubs drinking like a drunkard, behaving like gigolos and harlots, still taking drugs. They find comfort that They will be taken out of here before the great persecution begins. No, not according to these scriptures. Namely, namely Matthew 24, Jesus just said that the rapture will not take place. It says, The rapture will not take place before the great tribulation. He says immediately after, after the tribulation of those days. And then he went on to give us signs about what's going to happen. And then he says, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. Why? They shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with great power and glory. And He shall send His angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Amen. So, one saved, always save is false doctrine, because the Lord reveals in Matthew 24 that, the love of many will wax cold. Right, Holy Spirit? So tell me again how you are once saved, always saved, when according to Jesus, Matthew 24, that the love of many will wax cold. He's not talking about sinners Love for him waxing cold. So, we know he's talking about believers who will, during this time, leave Jesus. So, if you are always saved, then why are you leaving Jesus if you are always saved? And no, before you even Fix your face to say, well, they weren't born again in the first place. Well, how convenient is that argument? No, beloved. Christ Jesus is not talking about carnal, as we say, carnal Christians. He's talking about those who were on fire for him. They were absolutely, truly born again, they were converted, they were filled with his Holy Spirit, and in some cases, they were prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists. These weren't false converts, beloved, I know you want to say that, so that it fits Cozy into the high sounding narrative about once you confess Christ, you are always saved. No, beloved, wake up. Listen, only those who are able to love can have it wax cold. Unbelievers hate their neighbors by default. Because they were born into sin just like we were. They need to be born again too. Hebrews chapter 6 and 2 Peter 2 reveal that it is possible to fall away from the faith because many claim. It's not possible if you are truly born again, it's not possible to fall away from the faith. I know that's what the bishop told you. I know as he keep raking you over the coals to bring your 10% tithes, to bring your first fruit offerings, So that God can open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. So he's filled with seducing spirits. Just so you know, he's apostate. Just so you know, because if he is preaching these doctrines of devils, mm -mm, he's an agent of Satan's. He is on purpose because of the corrupt mindset he has. He is looking to make profit. So he will tickle your ear so that you will be lulled into a false sense of quote unquote eternal security. And they can pull out how many scriptures they want to back up this heresy and madness that you and I can live however we want any kind of way and still get to go to heaven. Why? Once I'm saved, I'm always saved. mm I hate to keep breaking this to you, beloved, but in Christ, we put away all sin because he abolished, listen to the words of the scripture, he abolished the dominating, controlling authority that sin had over you. Romans chapter 6 Study that whole chapter because Paul tells us that sin is no longer your master because of what Christ did to it at the cross. So it is possible to live a spirit filled life, living in righteousness. Having right standing with the Father because that's what righteousness is. You are in right standing with the Father because of Jesus' atoning sacrifice on the cross. You are set apart. That's what holy means, to be set apart from this world unto God. To do good works according to his will and purpose and plan for your life is doable it's doable and we have help to do it Holy Spirit mm-hmm listen therefore okay if you don't believe me listen to this. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands, and of uh, resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permit. For it is listen. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift. And were, see, the writers were not talking about false, false converts. He's saying, and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away, to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucified to themselves, the Son of God afresh, and put him to an open shame. For the earth which drinketh in the rain that come out upon it, and bringeth forth herbs, meat for them by whom it is dressed, receiveth blessing from God. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected, and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. Amen. Let us read that text in the Amplified because this chapter, chapter 6 of Hebrews, verses 1 through 8, is talking about the peril of falling away, because what makes that once saved, always saved false doctrine so damnable? It teaches among many things, but that it's not possible for a born-again believer to fall away. So if anyone does fall away. It's because they were never converted in the first place and that is simply not true. Yes, false <laughs> yes, false converse does do fall away. That's that's obvious because they were never converted in the in the first place. Mm-mm. Again, I'm being repetitive for a reason so that You and I, because I was seduced. This is so beloved. You are not seduced by teachings of devils, especially in these latter times, these last days, right before the end times. We don't want to be deceived. That's just the best way that I can put it. We don't want to be deceived, especially when we are redeeming the times. Listen, I don't know if you realize this or not, but these days are evil. Yes. And Christ tells us in Matthew 24 do not be deceived. Don't allow yourself to be misled by false doctrine and you will not know what false doctrine is if you don't spend time around the truth. There are many counterfeiters standing up in these pulpits week after week preaching teachings of Satan unbeknownst to you, because they are charismatic, they are prolific, and profound, and not to mention handsome and outright gorgeous. Have you seen some of these divas up in these pulpits with their self-proclaimed title of prophetess? The hypocrisy in these pulpits are staggering. It's staggering you got You got so-called prophetess rebuking secular witches in the music industry when in fact, they carry the same spirit. <laughs> they are just as naked as whom they are rebuking. I'm sorry, you gotta get the you gotta get the plank out of your eye before you go for anyone's speck. Especially you too are carrying the witchcraft spirit. You too are a witch. <sighs> Astounding. So listen, the amplified Hebrews 6, verses 1 to 8. Therefore, let us get past the elementary stage in the teachings about the Christ, advancing on to maturity and perfection and spiritual completeness, doing this without laying again a foundation of repentance. Beloved, the... Writers of Hebrews over here in chapter 6 is telling us it's time to grow up in the things of God. We must at some point hurry up or catch up and get past the elementary stages in the teachings about Jesus Christ. Without Keep talking about and teaching about laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works. Like, how many teachings can we keep doing about repentance? We should now m- move on to greater and more solid food, right? It says, without laying again a foundation of repentance from Dead works, about faith toward God, of teaching about washings, about the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. Yes, these look, these are all important matters in which you should have been proficient long ago, the scriptures say. Verse 3, and we will do this, that is, proceed to maturity if God permits. Amen. For it is impossible to restore to repentance those who have once been enlightened spiritually and who have tasted and consciously experienced the heavenly gift and have shared in the Holy Spirit and have tasted and consciously experienced the good word of God and the powers of the age world to come and then have fallen away. Mm -hmm. It is impossible to bring them back again to repentance, since they again nail the Son of God on the cross. For as far as they are concerned, they are treating the death of Christ as if they were not saved by it. See, beloved, once you become an apostate, There is no repentance. You're not coming back to Christ because you left him. So for you, there is no repentance. You don't want the real Jesus Christ. You want something else that looks like Christ, that teaches you the path to heaven is least resistant because Christ said <coughs> the path to eternal life which is him it is straight and it is narrow he said that we must daily pick up our cross deny ourselves and follow him not the bishop with all of his ear tickling messages mm And many who were born again, they allowed themselves to be tempted by what's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Somewhere, somehow along this good path they were on, they left the correct path And went somewhere else. So back over here. Verse 6. Right? And then having fallen away. It is impossible to bring them back again to repentance. Since they again nailed the son of God on the cross. For as far as they are concerned, they are treating, listen, they are treating the death of Christ as if they were not saved by it, when in fact they were and are holding him up again to public disgrace. Verse 7, for soil that drinks the rain, which often falls on it and produces crops useful to those for whose benefit it is cultivated, receives a blessing from God. But if it persistently produces thorns and thistles, it is worthless and close to being cursed and it ends up being burned. Amen. Beloved, what does that sound like to you? Well, I can tell you what it sounds like to me. It sounds like Matthew 7, 15, where Jesus was saying how we can tell a tree by the fruit it bears. So, if we come down, nope, let's take it at verse 15, 15. To 20 real quick because Hebrew 6 is sounding a whole lot like this about broken off branches those over there in Hebrew 6 are the same ones thank you Holy Spirit are the same ones we are about to read about over here in Matthew 7 15 to 20 and we are going to read about what is going to happen to them just like what happened over there to them in Hebrews 6. Listen, Christ was saying, Beware of the false prophets, teachers, right? Who come to you dressed as sheep, appearing gentle and innocent, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Amen. You want to know why? they are so ravenous because they carry these seducing spirits teaching as commandments of God doctrines of devils. That's what makes them so dangerous. Jesus says, Be aware of them. Verse 16. By Because see, He's get, see this is this is what I so love about our Lord. He gives us a a command and then he gives us a reason for the command and and how to carry it out. He gives us clues about everything he taught. That's why we must have ears to hear. Because if we don't spend time in his word, then we will not discern his voice. So when a strange voice comes about with the high sound and nonsense, how you can live however you want and still get to go to heaven, you will know that's a wolf who carries false doctrine who is filled with seducing spirits trying to pull me from my good shepherd. Yes, beloved. Listen, verse 16. By their fruit, Jesus says, you will recognize these wolves in sheep's clothing. That is by their contrived doctrine and self-focus. Amen. See, he's talking, I love you, Lord. He's talking about we can know a wolf in sheep's clothing by what they teach because their outer garments claim they are pious. They are well versed in the scriptures because they wear collars and robes and hats And carry big sticks. And outwardly, they appear to be pious Bible scholars. So, as the saying goes, you can't judge a book by its cover. Okay? Jesus is telling us how we can recognize a wolf in sheep's clothing is by their teachings. And not only that, their self-focus <laughs> is all about the bishop. It's all about worshiping the bishop with all of their pomp and circumstances. Don't get me started about how they put on a great big old show. So, Jesus is saying... We can recognize them by their contrived doctrine. You know what contrived doctrines are? They are false doctrines. That's what contrived means. It means, it says, created or arranged in a way that seems artificial and unrealistic. Mm -hmm. Deliberately created Rather than arising naturally Mm. It is a counterfeit It is unnatural It is pretended It is artificial It is manufactured It's not natural It's forced Mm -hmm. So He's telling us we can recognize them by their false doctrine and not to mention self-focus. Oh, because he's like, do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every healthy tree bears good fruit. But the unhealthy tree bears bad fruit. He's like in verse 18, a good tree cannot. Okay, let's just keep it real. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. It's not possible. He says, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Not possible. And then verse 19 should wake us all up. Okay. I I keep telling y'all on the podcast, Christ Jesus pulled no punches. He gave it to us straight with no chaser. Verse 19, Matthew 7, every tree, okay, every tree that, does not bear good fruit, is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruit, you will recognize them as false prophets. Because guess what? Verse 21. Mm Mm-hmm. Not... (laughs) I keep telling y'all. The Lord is saying, Not everyone... Who says to me, Lord, Lord. And the reason why they say, Lord, Lord, is because they believed they were born again. Because of their works. But where was the obedience to Christ? Where was the living in righteousness? Living in your right standing with the Father. Where was that? Where was holiness in your life? Where was the setting apart from the world unto God and following God and not the superficial values of this world? Where was the not conforming to this world any longer? Where was the do not love the world? Where was that in your life? Where are the fruits of righteousness. If you keep saying you are an apple tree, why are you sprouting oranges? I hate to break it to you, but apple trees do not bear oranges. Just like Jesus told us, you cannot pick grapes from thorn bushes. You can't pick figs from thistles. These are two different types of trees. So, he said, Matthew 7:21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven because many will say to me on that day when I judge them lord lord have we not prophesied in your name and driven out demons in your name and done many miracles in your name and then I will declare to them publicly i never knew you Mm-mm-mm. Depart from me. You are banished from my presence. You who act wickedly, disregarding my commands. Amen. Mm Mm-mm. See, beloved. Don't that sound like what we just read over there in Hebrews chapter 6? Listen. What it says over here? whose end is to be burned. mm mm-hmm. Hebrews 6, 8. So listen, beloved. 2 Peter 2, 20. 2. 2 Peter 2, verses 20 to 22. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness. See, again, beloved, these were bona fide Certified children of God. They weren't false converts. We can't be, we cannot be seduced by false doctrine. You and I must take our salvation seriously because before we know it, either we go by the way of the grave, which can come to us at any time because we don't know the day that has been appointed for death for you. Listen, if we are that generation that we see Christ cracking open up that firmament, you better make sure that you will be lifted off that ground. These are so not the days to be caught up With the bishop and the false prophets and prophetess and deacons. Who love to put on a show. Prophesy. 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 Oh boy, beloved. We better wake up. So, back over here. For it had been better... For them not to have known the way of righteousness, then after they have known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them, but it is happened unto them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned to his own vomit again. Mm -mm -mm. May it not be so counted among us, beloved. And the sow that was washed. See? Born again believers. Washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. Is being compared to the truth of this proverb. That a washed pig returns back to the mud. No, beloved. So... Both pre-trib rapture and one save always save comes under the category of First Timothy four verses one through two. But the Holy Spirit explicitly and unmistakably declares that in latter times some will turn away from the faith. Paying attention instead, to deceitful and seductive spirits and doctrines of demons misled by the hypocrisy of liars whose consciences are seared as with a branding iron, leaving them incapable of ethical functioning. Amen. See, I'm not making this up. I'm I'm not condemning, pointing fingers. I'm telling you, thus say it, the Lord. We must know sound doctrine so that as children of the most high God, we are protected from these wolves. They are looking to shred you and send you straight to a burning hell behind their doctrines of demons. The scripture just told us the Holy Spirit unmistakably, expressly declares that in latter times some of us who are truly born again Will turn away from the faith. How will they do that? By paying attention instead to deceitful and seductive spirits and doctrines of demons. Being misled mm-hmm. by charlatans, wolves, counterfeiters, and these apostate denominational. Pulpits, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, pick one. Misled by the hypocrisy of liars whose consciences are seared as with a branding iron, leaving them incapable of ethical functioning. (laughs) That says a lot. Well, no, Cynthia, that's not my pastor. My pastor teaches sound doctrine. Oh, does he really? Yes, he says that no man can pluck me out of Jesus' hand. Beloved, please. Please. Because Jesus was not talking to you because you are still living with your adulterous spouse when you have a living spouse. No, I got divorced. Is your covenant spouse still alive? Well, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And you have remarried? Yes, because I deserve to be happy. Jesus wants me to be happy. You don't understand what Tom did to me and the kids. Because Frank over here, oh, he's the bee's knees. Uh Uh-huh. But You still have a living spouse, right? Do you know what Jesus taught against adultery and remarriage? I asked him for forgiveness and he forgave me. Cool. So then why are you still in that adulterous remarriage when your first covenant spouse is still alive? I said, Jesus forgave me. I even... The pastor even told me that adultery is grounds for divorce. Okay, you know what? Beloved, check the podcast. By the grace of God, I have done many teachings about adulterous remarriage, about divorce remarriage equals adultery according to Jesus' teachings because the bishop Whose, how it says here, whose conscience is seared with a branding iron. He is, or she, is incapable of ethical functioning. You want to know why? They so busy looking to get paid. They are nothing but hirelings who cares nothing about the flock. get me started. So and those who hear those doctrines of demons being taught, they need to apply 1 John 4 verses one through 6 so that they will not be deceived. So what does 1 John 4 1 through 6 is about? It's about testing the spirits, beloved. There is nothing wrong in being like the Bereans who went to the scriptures to see if what Paul was preaching and teaching on, whether or not it lined up with the scriptures. They were in the scriptures daily. Mm -hmm. And they were applauded for having done so, but not today, uh-uh, <laughs> anybody showing the least bit amount of biblical spiritual discernment? Oh, now we are blasphemous. How dare you come against this is a move of God? You wouldn't even know what a move of God was if it showed up and bit you on the nose. <laughs> get me started listen beloved all joking aside we got to test some spirits listen beloved do not okay this is a commandment do not believe every spirit speaking through a self-proclaimed prophet beloved we can put a period right there and I can shut down the whole podcast and never utter another word. If we just do that, we will be good. Listen, do not believe every spirit speaking through a self-proclaimed prophet. Instead, test the spirits to see whether they are from God. You want to know why? Well, it is about to tell us why, because many, (laughs) (sighs) Oh, you know what, beloved? I have to chuckle because what I'm loving about sanctification is that Holy spirit gives us light. And now that we are in the light, when we study the scriptures, it's so clear. Like, for me personally, how could I have been so blind? I told y'all, and I will keep telling you all, I thought I was truly born again back in 2002. You couldn't tell me my bishop was a false prophet. No, you want to know why he ain't never brought us over here about testing some spirits. (sighs) Let me not get myself derailed as always. So listen, instead test the spirits to see whether they are from God because many false prophets and teachers have gone out into the world. By this, you know and recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges and confesses the fact that Jesus Christ has actually come in the flesh as a man, but would deny any of the Son's true nature is not of God, this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and is now already in the world. Little children, believers, dear ones, you are of God, and you belong to Him, and have already overcome them, them who the agents of the antichrist because he who is in you is greater than he satan who is in the world of sinful mankind they verse 5 they who they who teach twisted doctrine are of the world and belong to it make no mistake beloved There we have it, in black and white. Those who teach false doctrine are of the world, of which Satan is the God of, little g. They come with his teachings rather than Christ. They are so conniving. Thank you, Holy Spirit. They are so Conniving and deceptive and so seducing, you will actually think these are the teachings of Christ. That's how convincing they are. Some will even cry bucket of tears. They will fall down to their knees, lay prostrate on the stage, crying out to God to send down fire, send down fire, calling on Holy Spirit to, to move on the people. Is all for show, beloved. Don't believe the hype all of this hype going on in the pulpit, not to mention the music. You get caught up and swept away by music coming from Satan in the pulpit will have you crying out to God and you truly are born again and you can get easily seduced by the music. Up in these apostate churches. It's so good. It will. It will move you to tears. Doesn't it? They had me bawling. mm No, beloved. Listen. Okay. Verse 4. Where are we at? 1 John 4. No. Verse 5. They who teach twisted doctrine are of the world and belong to it. Therefore, they speak from the viewpoint of the world. And that's, I know I keep interrupting. It's not me. It's Holy Spirit. That's that also what makes that damnable prosperity gospel so damnable and dangerous because It teaches you about the world. It keeps your eyes on material possessions of the earth. It is not keeping your eyes on heaven, on eternity. It teaches you to store up treasures on the earth that Jesus says don't do that. He tells us to store up for ourselves treasures in heaven. Not to lay upon yourselves houses, cars, and lands and a new man and a new, a new wife. Not that those things in it of itself are wrong. It is the idolatry that comes behind storing up treasures on this earth. Because he was saying that you cannot serve him and the devil when you keep your eyes on money. The love of money is the root of all evil. Money, houses, and cars by themselves are not evil. It is the seducing spirits that teaches you To go after these things that are in the world. John tells us in 1 John 2, 1 John 2, what is it? Verses 15 to 17, about do not love the world, because all that is in the world is lust of the flesh, the eyes, The pride of life. Because when you obtain all these things in your pride, you want to show off your accomplishments. Whether it be educational degrees, money, status, jobs, families, anything material, tangible of the earth that will rot and fade away because you can't take it with you to the grave. So, back over here, First John 4. Where was I? Verse 5. <laughs> they who teach twisted doctrine are of the world and belong to it. Therefore, they speak from the viewpoint of the world... With its immoral freedom and baseless theories, demanding compliance with their opinions and ridiculing the values of the upright and the and the gullible one of the world listens wow Mm-mm-mm. the gullible one of the world listens closely and pays attention to them beloved listen my hand is raised okay i am not condemning you because i was there when i believed that i was a christian not even a follower of christ i didn't even have that concept about being a follower okay i kept saying i'm a christian i'm saved i'm a christian but i wasn't following christ But I digress. When you claim in the name and you are still worldly and and carnal, your focus is on the things of the your focus is on the things on the earth. And you will heap upon yourselves these corrupt men and women whose consciences have been seared as with a branding iron and when they come with these destructive heresies and false doctrines you and I will be led astray listen we were gullible and some still are gullible um who listens closely and pays attention to these false teachers and bishops and prophetess. Look, verse 6. We who teach God's word are from God, energized by the Holy Spirit. And whoever knows God through personal experience listens to us and have a deeper understanding of him whoever is not of God does not listen to us. By this we know without any doubt the spirit of truth motivated by God and the spirit of error motivated by Satan. See, if we are not in the word of God for ourselves, for ourselves, not being spoon-fed, taken out of context scripture, twisted doctrine, distorted doctrine. If we don't know what the truth is, we will fall prey to the counterfeit because the counterfeit closely resembles the original. That's why counterfeit money get so easily dispersed into the population. That is why the federal government is making it real hard nowadays to counterfeit money because many have and have been deceived by it. And crooked men and women produce counterfeit bills and and sell them off and make a huge profit, and then these these counterfeit bills get put into circulation, and you happen mistakenly, unbeknownst to you, get one, you put it in your wallet, then when you want to go to the store, you don't you don't know anything about a counterfeit bill. You just actually sometimes these bills come from the bank out of the ATM machine. Somehow they got slipped through the ever watching eye and some actually get into the banks. And so here you go with your $50 bill. You go to the grocery store. They hold it up to the light and realize, Oh, this is a counterfeit. They are ready to call the police on you because they believe you are Willfully passing bad notes. And you're like. No I got that from the bank. Sure you did. And you're like. So. Unless you study the original. You will be deceived. By the counterfeit. And also. I want to touch on. What verse 5. Was saying about how. These false teachers, they demand compliance with their opinions and make you out to be the the crazy cuckoo because you are teaching righteousness and holiness. They come against teachings about repentance, living clean, living holy. They say, that's legalism. And you go, yeah, that's right, because our salvation is free. Well, we know that. (laughs) We, We agree it is a free gift from God, and there was absolutely nothing we could have done to earn it. We know that. But now that you are born again, how do you... Think that Christ expects and commands for us to live now that we are spirit filled? Do you really think that He wants us to live a life of sin sitting up under the wolf whose consciences are seared? They are steeped in corruption, they are still bound by sin. Christ Jesus did not send them. They were self-appointed. And they command and demand compliance to their teachings. Teachings of commandments of men. As if it is doctrine. And that what makes the wolf so dangerous and ravenous that's why beloved we cannot be deceived so again today we're talking about how easily people are deceived in these last days and if the sleeping religious church folk don't wake themselves up and repent. They're going to perish. Because let us not be mistaken, the church of Jesus Christ, his body is fully awake. We ain't sleeping. Over there in John 10, namely in verse 27, when Christ was saying, no man can pluck us out of his hand, He's talking about false teachers being able to pull us away from him. He's not, thank you, Holy Spirit. He is not talking about salvation being, being taken away from you. He's talking about us not being able to be seduced from him. He's talking about how a wolf cannot just roll up on us and say whatever they want to say, and then we are so gullible and fall for the okey doke. Yeah, that was Brooklyn paraphrasing John 10 27 for you, beloved. Okay? He's not talking about your salvation. No, 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 no. Your, here we go, eternal security being snatched away from you. See, that's your problem. You're so busy listening to the bishop that you are taking that completely out of context. Chapter 10 is talking about how Jesus is the good shepherd. He's talking about these hirelings who who came into the church with their self-promoting titles, they put on themselves the bishop, the pastor, and the teacher. They came in some other way. Christ calls them thieves. These are robbers. They are not true sheep, beloved. And he's saying that his true sheep. Oh, he knows us by name. Yes, he does. He know us by name. He knows us and we know him. And he said his true sheep listens to him. They follow his call. Therefore. None of these wolves in sheep's clothing can ever pluck his sheep out of his hand. Neither can they pluck them out of the father's hand because he and the father are one. He's talking about these charlatans being able to seduce you, pull you from his From Christ's true teachings. With their. Seductive. Ear tickling. Sermons. It's not going to happen. And Jesus says. That he gives them. Eternal life. Not the one. Who is sitting up under these false teachers. Just. Hmm. Just taking in. I was going to say something else, but just swallowing everything the bishop got to say because the bishop's mind is on the earth. Coming in there looking just as flashy, gold, brand names on full display. We all seen them. Everybody wants to hear from God like who doesn't want to hear from God The difference is you want to hear from God that he is still okay with you even while you are living in gross darkness you are spiritually blind you are you are living in willful, habitual, rebellious sin. You are on the verge of being apostate. You do not want the Lord to turn you over to your lust. You will become a reprobate. You will fall away from Christ, and there will be no repentance because you are not coming back to Christ. For what? So you can crucify him again? Opening him up to public shame again? Beloved, we cannot be deceived. Listen, in closing, the enemy, Satan, wants to pull you from Christ, and he does it subtly. He is crafty. He's been around a long time, beloved. He got this down to a science. I found out through the word of God by the Holy Spirit, he only has three temptations. That have many tentacles, but it's only three and those three temptations worked on Eve in the garden. It didn't work on Jesus though because he tried it. <laughs> Satan tried it with the Lord and the Lord shut him down with it is written. If you don't know what is written, then you will fall prey to those three temptations. The lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. You will fall for it each and every time if you don't know what is written. So, the true church of Jesus Christ, the ecclesia, the called out ones, oh, we are wide awake and waiting for our bridegroom. We are not by Holy Spirit and God's grace tossed back and forth like ships on a stormy sea, beloved, beloved, and carried about by every wind of shifting doctrine, by the cunning and trickery of unscrupulous men, by the deceitful scheming of people ready to do anything, for personal profit, please study Ephesians 4:17, beloved. No ma'am, no sir. We are like the five wise virgins who kept oil in their lamps and were ready to go when the bridegroom arrived. Mhm. Listen. The Bible warns of seducing spirits in these latter times. Yes, beloved, seduction is a dangerous thing. Listen, let me, oh, you know what? Ooh, I got to save this for later. Look at all these notes I didn't even get to today. Oh, beloved, we got to save this portion because I want it. To talk about how Paul wrote about seduction. Oh, beloved. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to save this for another episode. Yep. Because at the end... Listen, I'm going to let y'all go, okay? At the end of the day, beloved, do not lose your place with the Lord. Don't. Because... In this final hour, the devil is doing all he can to seduce every one of God's people that he possibly can. He's looking to seduce you out of your salvation. And you won't even know it's happening until it is too late. Listen. If you lose your place in the Lord in this last hour, I don't believe you will ever find it again because the hour is so late now. You will look for your place and it will be gone forever. You want to know why? Eventually, God closes the door to the ark. The Lord Has given you a place. The Lord has called you to his place. The Lord gave the Israelites a place. A road to Canaan. Paved with his love. His tender care. Through his hands of supply. But guess what beloved. The devil seduced them. And they did not make it. Mm-hmm. So. So. Repent and believe. Stop sinning and turn back to God. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Come to your senses as you ought to and stop sinning. And Lord willing, until next time, I shall be speaking to you all soon. Bye for now.